subscribe to this podcast to get exclusive access to the after show shooting the breeze. So today we have Anne Bernard on and she uh, has her own podcast 365 first is her podcast. And uh, I'm very interested to uh, hear about your podcast as well as who you are and, and what you do. Uh, so if you wanted to start out with that, tell us about your podcast and uh, tell us about yourself. So thank you for having me. So the 365 first podcast, I started in April of 2019 to start my, to share my first time stories because I was launching a startup called the 365 first challenge. So I want, so I figured if I share my stories of my first times that can help inspire people to go out and have their first time and to understand that when we do something new and we do something for the first time, a lot can go wrong. Things don't go as planned, but there's a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of things to, to be gained from it. And eventually I added a series called the expert advice for your first time. So I started interviewing some experts in, so from brewing beer to all kinds of, of different firsts that you can have to understand that, Hey, if you educate yourself before having a new experience, you can increase your success rate. And then I also added a series called the first time storytelling, where I allowed other people to share a first time story. And that happened during COVID. I started the first time storytelling broadcast during COVID at the same time that I wrote how to become a first time storyteller and um, released the course in the same name. So I go by now the master of first times. I've been on a journey of first times and new experiences for over 10 years. And that journey started shortly after I got down on my knees and gave my life to God. And it just things very sh- shifted in a tremendous way for me. And my journey first time in your experiences made me realize just how beautiful and amazing life can be and how fun it is to push ourselves to have new experiences and to, you know, explore what life has to offer at a deeper level. And I I don't mean bucket list type situation. I'm talking about today. What can I do today that I've never done before? That's going to maximize who I am. That's going to, you know, introduce me to something new. Quite frankly, it's going to release some dopamine. So it's going to make me a little happier and joyful and appreciative of what, you know, what life is, is all about. And so it was that journey that led me to, you know, when I reclaimed the title entrepreneur, what do I want to share with the world? And it, it was getting people to embrace their own journey of first time in your experiences. But then COVID changed everything. But that's <laughs> we'll, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know first trying something for the first time is definitely something that is is nerve wracking for a lot of people. We want to stay inside our, our, our comfort zone. And while we don't grow, if we're stuck inside our comfort zone. So definitely that's why I, I was very interested in what you had to say with that. Cause it was, it is, it's a great way of growing personally. Yeah. And there's all these other tremendous benefit. I mean, it's, it's when, when we're, we're constantly learning, we become more open-minded, you become, and, and when you're on this journey, you become more spontaneous, you become more creative you know, you open yourself up to meeting a lot of different people. And it, it's also how you do neuroplasticity. It's, it's a way to fight off dementia and Alzheimer. It has like all these other tremendous benefits 
to, you know, embrace and have, you know, live your life in that way. And it doesn't mean every day, but if once a week, you know, you have a list of things you've never done before and once a week you, you, you do that. And it also, it creates some really great memories and stories and you can invite other people to join you. I've had so many great first time in your experience with my family because when I came back from Germany, I, I stopped in Massachusetts, currently in Las Vegas, where my family was at. And I was introducing them to all kinds of different things. And it was just so much fun. Oh. And so it was great quality time together. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I've had, uh, there, I have so many hobbies just because I'm, I'm always looking for something new to do. Like photography, I got into and I actually, I love photography. I still, all the artwork, if, if you ever see photos on my devotionals that I put out, those are all my photos and I don't oh, have wow. to have like stock photos that I'm going for, through. And then like I, I make jewelry um, and that started because I, I started doing jewelry unboxing videos for a while uh, where I would buy old jewelry and then uh, I recycle it into something new um, that is my own. And as well, I now I make jewelry art, which uh, I'm, I sell for charity. So it's like That's awesome. one, one first thing snowballed into a bunch of other first things and <laughs> Exactly. And, and quite frankly, you, you might, you might do it just once you might do it a handful of time and be like, yeah, I'm going to move on to something else. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, you know, I was raised when you start something, you have to finish it, you have to see it through and no, no, you don't, you can just try it, have fun with it, learn it. And that's going to light up your brain. The learning process is what actually helps fight off uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. And then you can be like, hey, I'm going to try something new. And then eventually, you know, something you try a couple of years ago, you might mix it up with something else. And also that's how your creative process, you know, develops. So don't, you know, don't feel bad if you start something, you don't finish it. And then you start something else, start something else. Eventually it's all, it's all going to merge. It's all benefiting you. Don't listen to other people, you know, if they want to say, hey, you start something, you never finish it because you will find the one thing you do want to see through. And, and like I said, it's, it's all going to stack and rack on, uh, and benefit you. Well, and you never know unless you try. I mean, really, like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your testimony and how God has has been working in your life and is currently working in your life? So I am a hundred and percent, there was 110%, but hundred percent is all you can give, but hundred percent reliant on, on the Lord. Um, so I, God pursued me for, for many years. And if God is in pursuit of you and I was extremely stubborn, he will figure out how to break you. And I can look back on, you know, before, and I, I grew up Catholic. So, you know, I was baptized then my first communion, my confirmation through the Catholic church, but that I never had my personal relationship with God. And it just didn't speak to me. It didn't resonate. You know, I just kind of go through the The emotions, the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and then I decided to grab bits and pieces of whatever religion and, and faith that was convenient to me. And I had all these expectations out of it. And it ended up creating a lot of pain and heartaches, but it, it also, you know, I look back and I'm like, God was pursuing me because there were Christians that came into my path 
and would want to introduce me to the Bible or certain verses and invite me to church. And I just, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything to do with it. One, because of my, you know, my experience as a, as a Catholic and, and, and I'm not here to, if you're, if you're Catholic and that faith is you're deeply connected with the Lord through that, <laughs> that's amazing. And awesome for me, it, 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 it didn't work. Um, so yeah, so I'm, you know, I, I was in the Marine, I joined the Marine Corps at 17, turned 18 boot camp. I went through great many struggles and challenges as, you know, as a Marine, this is in, <laughs> I joined in 1995. Uh, things were very different than what they are yeah. now, especially yeah. for women. And so, and I had injuries. And so I went through a lot of struggles and, and challenges. And again, I was doing a mixture of faith to get me through it. After I left the Marine Corps, after 10 years of active duty, I um, became an entrepreneur. And that was a whole new level of struggles. And some of it was awesome, all the learning new things. And, you know, it, it, it was, there was great joy at first. And then, you know, then it became a lot of struggles uh, came to the forefront. And I thought I wanted to serve people. Like I'm doing this serve people. Therefore, I'm entitled for God to make these things happen. So I was demanding things of God. I didn't have a relationship with God. And this is when these people were coming to my path. And it got to the point where I foreclosed on my townhouse. I was pretty much homeless. Um, a friend had to let, loan me some money to rent a room. And another friend told me like, hey, you're still in the Marine Corps in active ready reserve. So you can go back to the Marine Corps. And so I ended up going back to the Marine Corps and I'm trying to, you know, now it seems like, okay, things are turning back around. Like I'm paying up my debt. I'm, you know, then I started getting more injuries, started having a really bad, I, I, a really bad relationship. And I was just not dealing with the failures that I had encountered with the emotions that were tied to it. I was not dealing, you know, I, I thought my ego had been humbled, but I still had ego. I still had stubbornness. I still had like so many things that were working against me. And I was in a very dark and angry place. And I got to the point where I, you know, it was, I was ready to just kill myself or at the time now I was living in New Orleans and I was starting to listen to Joyce Meyer, to different preachers. And, you know, and they were starting, like, I was hearing them. And, and because of that, it was just like, you know what? According to them, God created me. God has a plan for me. He knows what that plan is. So if I turn my life over to him, he's going to, you know, <laughs> things will change. So I got down on my knees and uh, this was in 2010 and I gave, I gave my life to God and right away he started working some incredible miracles in my life. Uh, he brought this tremendous amount of forgiveness to my heart. I hadn't been with my family in over 10 years and I got a call from my sister and there was just this tremendous healing that took place. I went home for Christmas for the first time in 10 years and everybody just forgave and forgot and were like clean slate started things over. Um, and you know, that, that doesn't happen on its own. It's no, just, that's, that's amazing. No. <laughs> and, and then, you know, I, my body, my body healed and I got, I competed in bodybuilding for the first time. And I started having these first time I decided to go back to school. 
I like just this the darkness, the anger got lifted, and um, you know I started seeing the 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 world differently. And one of the things that God asked me to do was, you know, in the dying to self process, he asked me to give up being an entrepreneur, like, and my identity was so tied to wanting to be an entrepreneur. And that took me about two years to let that go. And many nights waking up and, you know, if I'm not an entrepreneur, then who am I? And God would come and say, you're, you know, you're my child. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> just, I still, you know, like I still, because when you're building your faith and you're, you, it, it's, it's a long, you know, it's a long road to get into the Bible and to learn the Bible and what, you know, how to God speaks to you, you know, how, how to listen to him and how to make, you know, these changes in who you are. But, you know, I was seeing the changes in my desires and, you know, the different things that are happening to to my environment. And I eventually ended up getting orders to, because I was back in the Marine Corps, I ended up getting mobilized. I went to Germany and, the, and I was, I found myself in Prague over a Memorial weekend. And it's just, I, I was, I went out on a walk in the morning and then overlooking the river and I was debt free. I was driving a BMW I was traveling all over Europe and I was just like <laughs> traveling was had been on my heart. I didn't even realize my heart's desire was to go back to traveling. Like I thought I was to build, I wanted to build a business, to have the freedom to travel, yep. but ultimately it was the traveling that I wanted. It wasn't the business. So it was just like, I, you know, and I was just like, tears were coming down my face. And I was just like, you know, God, God is you know, he's healed things. He's brought me to where I am. Now my work environment was a little crazy, but I would go away from the work environment, go pray. And then I would come back and things would shift. Like I would see the power of prayer at, you know, at work. And so when I, so I was there for a couple of years in Germany, left Germany, I continued to travel and, you know, I was seeking, you know, God, what should I be, you know, what should I do? So I'm traveling, I'm having these incredible first time in your experience, this amazing time. And then, you know, the entrepreneurial desire came back and I'm like, this is great. I love it. No complaints, but I want to be given back to the world. And I just don't feel this is great for me. I just don't feel I'm being of service to anybody else. But in the process too, in this travel, I'm meeting all kinds of people. I'm learning to open up. I'm learning to be vulnerable. I'm learning to communicate my faith, to share my faith. Right. And, and so the journey is, is amazing. I found myself going back to, to, to Germany. So I do that for a couple of years, end up back in Germany. And then God puts it back on my heart. He gives me the go ahead. You can reclaim the title entrepreneur. And I'm like, yay. I'm like, well, now we're going to, you know, we're going to be cooking with gas because God's behind it. And three years later, uh, I'm <laughs> still trying to make it as an entrepreneur. And it's been so, you know, it's like, what's the one thing? that that you want more than anything else that has the ability to just make you beyond like vulnerable like beyond exposed because like it's it's just it's in your your dna it's in it's just who you are and you know it's who god created you to be but you can't get the breakthrough 
And, you know, and then, then your faith is, is being tested. And then you wonder like, wait a second, I, you know, I've had this great experience and I've trusted God and in, in all of those different things. And now, you know, what, what is, what is this all about? And, you know, I found it wasn't the same darkness that came back, but the suicidal thoughts came back and I'm like, maybe I just like, maybe I'm just not cut out to be an entrepreneur. Maybe this is just too much. And then you got, you know, then it's, you know, are you, are, you know, God's like, are, are you coming to me? Are you turning to me? Are you, you know, are you trusting me? Are you handing, you know, the outcome to me? Are you, you know, are you doing the work, but trusting me? And it, it and it's like, nope. I am not, you know, and like how, and, and then he pulled other layers that I didn't realize were, were even there. And, and I had another breakthrough about, you know, this whole thing of just constantly being like, wanted to check out of life. And, you know, and it's not that I wanted to die, but there's certain parts of me that I still wanted to go away that I wanted, you know, to kill and to destroy. And, you know, God, you know, allow me to shine a, a light on that. And he's like, it's not, you know, this, this is where, you know, the pain is, is still at. And it's just been tremendous where, well, the last few months, it's been intense. It's definitely felt like I've been going through, you know, uh, deep pressure cooker or I'm in the fire, but he's, you know, guys continue to peel layers. And it just amazes me that there were still that many layers to, to, mm -hmm. to peel. And, you know, I'm, I'm a psych major. I spent my entire life trying to raise my self-awareness of understanding, you know, what has shaped and impacted me. And we have so much that's buried in our subconscious. And, you know, when you pray to prayer, you know, God, you know, know my heart and <laughs> that's my thoughts and, you know, God, God will do it. And so, yeah, that's, that was a long, that was a long story, but. No, no, that, that was great. And I, I, I love how, how open you are about talking about kind of your mental health issues and, and, and the suicide, um, because I think that is something that is very important for us to talk about, especially with people having gone through COVID because it's isolated them and, and suicide rates have been through the roof. So I think people need to hear that they're not alone in, in their battle with, with mental health issues and with, with suicidal thoughts. Um, yeah. And it actually, so it started for me when I was nine years old and I actually took my dad's gun and I put it in my mouth and I pulled the trigger. And the only reason why I'm still here is because the safety was on. And, you know, and after that, and that was caused because of how other people were making me feel. And I was like, I will never, like, I will never allow other people to have this kind of control and impact on me. And, and I never did, but the darkness, you know, that, that took shape from, from the failure and from, you know, the, the entrepreneurial journey, you know, that led me to again being suicidal and I gave my life over to God and then God lifted the darkness and the, the suicidal thoughts were removed. But as soon as, re as I reclaimed that, that title, you know, after a couple of years and, you know, being again, financially completely broke and, you know, cause you, and, and you feel like you're, you're following your calling. So you get very confused. You're like, 
God, you're calling me to do this. If this is not like every day I get up and I recommit my life to God, like, how can I serve you? You know, let your will, not my will be done, you know, your strength, you, you know, and, and we can say, you know, we can pray those things. We can say those things and we might not be completely living them. And uh, uh, definitely, I think this is, is an important message. And how do we, as a church, how do we help people who are dealing with so much mental illness or are, are feeling so alone and isolated um, and maybe considering suicide? How, as a church, can we, can we reach out and help them? It's being available to just listen to them and encourage people to shine a light on what they're feeling, what they're going through, and not dismissing anything that they're feeling and they're going through. So there's there's different type of depression and there's different things that bring about suicidal thought. The worst of, of it all is when it actually also sneaks up on the person. So, you know, you're, you're going along and you, you know, you're having faith, you're doing your day to day, what you need to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get under attack, the, the, the devil attacks you, he gets in your thoughts and plants things that you don't even believe in, or, you know, you know, it's not you, but it starts possessing you. And this is why people commit suicide. They don't want to feel that way. It's not who they are. It's, they know it's not who they are. And it, it's, you, you know, you feel possessed and you want it to end. I mean, there were, you know, a couple months ago, I'm spending two thirds of my time just thinking about killing myself. And it's not what I want to think about. It's not what I be focused on. And it's, you know, it just has taken such a grasp on me. And it's very hard to pray. It's very hard to turn to God when you're consumed that way. So if the church, you know, you know, to pray, you know, pray for somebody who feels that way. But the thing is, a lot of people will hide it, they won't share it. Um, They'll be able to fake it. I faked, I faked my depression for like decades where people had no clue what was going on in my head. And yeah, we learned had, to hide it very well. We do. Yeah. yeah. And one, one of my Marines, and this is one of the most, you know, horrific, heartbreaking thing that happened. One of my Marines committed suicide and I was uh, on leave. My mom had brain cancer and I was visiting her when I got the call that he had committed suicide. And right before I left, he's the last, He's the last person I saw. And I asked him how he was doing. I asked him how work was going. I asked him, you know, if he needed anything. And, you know, it was all, I'm good, ma'am, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and it was just, you know, and of course you ask yourself, is there anything else I could have done? But he was, he, you know, he, he was hiding it. And when one, you know, it was one of the other Marines that found him. And, you know, me had a Bible on his nightstand. So it's, it's hard because there's no way of knowing. And even when you ask, people might say no. So you, you know, pray that God puts it on your heart to know if somebody is suffering and then go in that place where it is uncomfortable to keep digging 
and the person, you know, might break down or they might get angry or, you know, now their reaction is not normal. And, you know, like you have to be, you know, pray to be able to be in that space with that person to be able to get them to, to say what, you know, what's going on and what's happening. Because I think what we're taught where people are going to commit suicide, you know, give things away or like there's hints. I I don't think, I, I don't think that's, that's very true. Not, uh, I think for the vast majority of people that are, you know, really want to stop the the pain, um, you know, it, it, it just, they'll, it, they'll just do it. They, they, you won't have any signs that, you know, because they've just been so obsessed and consumed with it and it just overtakes them. So for me, you know, I was realizing that it ebbs and it flows so it might last for a few days, but it's going to pass and then I'll feel like myself again. So it was learning more. So that's something else that the church can do is continue to teach people self-compassion and self-love. And, you know, let's not, let's not make people feel bad if, you know, they can't hear God in that space. Like they can't, you know, that's something that Christians you know, well, if you behave this way, you're not leaning on the Lord. Yeah. Well, maybe it's something that's, that's, you know, the devil is so strong that I'm not able to lean on the Lord. You know, we, we really need to create a lot more love and safe places uh, for, for people, because then that becomes another script. Well, now I'm a bad Christian or God doesn't love me or, you know, now we're just, we're just making things worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Um, I, I have my email in my, in uh, my podcast description. And if you go back to my very first video I did, there is my testimony and, and I dealt with a lot of the, the exact same things like the suicide. And it's, it's not something that, that goes away, like your depression and stuff. It's, it, it can hit you when you least expect it. And, uh, and I just want to put it out there. If anybody needs somebody to talk to, shoot me an email. It's, it's in my description. Um, you're not alone. I'll always listen. And, and I respond. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Um, yeah. and, and I think it, it really helps to talk to somebody that understands, like, I've, you know, I've been there and they can, you know, I can just listen and, you know, and then you can share your pain, your frustration, you know, your, your hurt and, and just, it's it's a release. Yeah, it's, it's such a release to talk about it. And there's no reason to be, you know, ashamed of it. Uh, you know, you have to break. You really do have to break the the power that that it has over it. Um, you know, and it broke my heart because I was at the point I was telling my family, like, nah, you know. Uh, yeah. more than likely, you know, if this happens, just know that there's nothing you guys could have done to stop it, you know? Um, and it had to be God. Like ultimately it, it is God who, 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 you know, who broke that, that hold because that hold was, you know, was the devil. And, and, and it's also, it serves as a reminder that if you're meant for great things, you will go under, you know, tremendous attack. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, you struggle with trying to follow what God wants, but the finances are just sometimes uh, they're too much. And that can be a real trigger for, 
for depression because you, 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 like you said, you feel like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what, what am I not, in, am I not doing? And that's something I even struggle with with the podcast is because it's it's not cheap to, to do podcasts, um, and and yet I feel it needs to be done, and I feel like I, this is what God is calling me to do, just like just like what you've been feeling with yours. Um, so for yourself, how is that journey into your podcast and into, into the entrepreneurship, how has that really helped you in, in your faith with, with God? It's, it's a constant reliance on God. And, you know, I, I, I think it's a gift, the fact that I can compare the entrepreneurial journey when God was not at the center of my life and now what it's like with God at the center of my life. And, you know, it's, it's, there's still, there's still a tremendous struggle, but, it, but it's night and day because I know that, that I'm not, I'm not alone. Like I, I might still not understand his timing. I, I, there's a lot that I still just don't understand. And I think he has given me so many visions and he's got like, you know, it, it can become, it can become very confusing. Like it, 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 and you gotta be careful, you know, who you talk to, who you share those things with, uh, because <laughs> some people do different things with the word of God, might <laughs> no. not serve you where, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to figure it out. So it's, it, it constantly, it constantly strengthens my relationship. It constantly tests my faith and, you know, it constantly makes me ask God to show me the way, like you're in charge of my life. It is your will. Show me the way. And now I'm constantly willing to let it go. So God made me completely commit to it. So if I was a little washy, you know, I was like, well, if it happens, it happened. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, I'm fine either way. And I thought that was what God wanted, right? But then he made me fully commit to it while being able, like, if he gave me a detour that I would trust to take the detour. So it's, I'm learning to listen to him so much more. And just the last few days, the last week, you know, there have been amazing moments that have taken place where I've paused and I'm like, I'm not supposed to leave yet. And, you know, and I encountered a word, something that I need to hear, something that I need to know that gave me another revelation. And then you absorb that revelation and it, it's, it, it's incredible, but it's such an emotional event that you're like, you kind of have to shut down to just absorb it. Um, and a lot of it has been lately for me, actually two days ago, you know, it's about anointing. And if you're anointed to do something, because I was feeling this great energy that made me feel very trapped. And I'm realizing like, you know, the Holy Spirit is taking over me more and yeah. more. So it's, it's becoming less and less and less and less of me and more and more and more of the Holy Spirit and Jesus, like working through me. And now it's like, well, how do I let this energy flow through me without trying to like, control it or manipulate it or make it mine. So now like I'm in this new phase of my spiritual journey that I know will ultimately impact my entrepreneurial journey, but like, I, I got to get this worked out. So like there's this great energy that's making me feel like now 
everything that I'm doing is too small. And, and I feel so limited and restricted because this great power is in me, but it's not being able to like work. I'm like, well, how, how do I, what do I do with this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, so then it's doing research in the Bible and the word and, um, you know, thankfully we, we have YouTube, we have, you know, many preachers that share their experiences. I'm like, you know, the preachers are really annoyed you know, you feel it, like they project it, like they're, and I'm like, well, if that's in me, how do, you know, and it's not like, how do I figure it out? It's like, God, you know, and I just have to trust the next piece will come, but we get, we get impatient because like, well, I don't want to, you know, I'm a bit of a workaholic. So I'm like, do I continue to do what I was doing? Do I sit here and do nothing? Like, (laughs) like, wow. What do you do in the period where you're 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 waiting, and then you gotta you know you go back to the Bible. Okay, well, what did Joseph do? <laughs> what did, yeah. what, you know, what what did the others uh, do? And and it's and that's where like there's stories. You might know that story from one angle where you're at in your faith, and now you're understanding the story from another angle because you're in a different you know you're in a different place in your faith, and um, so I'm. I'm I'm looking to find the the joy and the peace, you know, in, in the process instead of the outcome. But my nature, I am so outcome driven. So, you know, it's and those are those clashes between, you know, who you are and what God's currently asking of you and how God is trying to shift you. That can send you to tailspin and become like. Like there's no outside pressure. All the pressure is all internal and, and that pressure can, and that can lead again to depression and to being suicidal because just tremendous depression. Like, how do I handle all of this? How do I make sense of it? Um, so I just one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. And I find prayer is so very, very important. And, and oh, yeah, I'm uh, on my knees a lot. Yeah, yeah, it really, really helps to just talk and to listen and, and let God kind of speak to you through that. Uh, and he'll lead you to places in the Bible where you're just like, oh, like that really applies to me or, or devotional. There's so many times lately, especially where it's like a devotional has really, really just hit me. And I've been like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and it feels so good when you have the revelation of that breakthrough and you know it might not be financial but you know when god lifted what was making me suicidal again and i'm like okay would it would would i take those feelings back you know for a million dollar uh no would i take those feelings back for a hundred million dollars no so you know what god is working through us what he's delivering us from has so much more value than, you know, finances. And, you know, my, my dad ended up, you know, I'm 44 years old and my dad, my dad ended up having to pay my rent for, for um, April and May. And, you know, I felt, I felt shame and embarrassment in that. And then God was like, Hey, I'm like, you spent years wondering if your dad's going to be there for you your dad is there for you. And I'm like, you know, so now it's like, Hey, you know, my heavenly father's working, you know, through my earthly father to deliver me from the financial situation, but other pains. And, and it's like, 
do I wish I could, you know, of course I want to pay my own bills because I want my business to be successful and I want to have clients lining up to pay me. But if the clients were lining up to pay me, would I have, have had, you know, the, the, the pleasure of knowing my dad is there for me? No. So, you know, blessings come in certain ways where you might not feel blessed until you, you know, take the time, pull the string. You know, what is this about? You know, why is God working? You know, I'm praying for this. He answered the prayer, not the way I wanted to, but mm-hmm. what is the blessing? What, where is God trying to heal me? He's always delivering. And that, you know, when God works in your life, he delivers like multiple things at once, like yeah. a lot of times, but you have, you have to remove how you wanted things to be and explore what God did for you. And then find the magic and the beauty of the healing that he's delivering along with, you know, what you, what, what else you needed. Yeah. And oftentimes when people become Christians, they think it, it's going to be easy. You know, God's going to do everything for me and, and everything's just going to, going to roll for me. And we have to realize that, no, it takes work. You've got to actually work at it. God's going to, going to slowly bring you to the process um, and the place where he wants you to be. And uh, yeah. it takes work. It, it's not just an easy thing. No. And especially no, like I mean, he's after working being baptized, per- it was hit me hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's working on your personality. He's working on your character. He's working on your heart. He's working on your thought. He's working on your human, you know, your sinful human nature. His work, you know, there's so, there's so much work to be done in us. And you have, you know, you have to embrace that and allow him to, to, to do that because then we, we're created to be able to perform miracles. Like we're created to be able to have, to hold these tremendous gifts. So whether it's a gift of a healing or prophecy, you know, whatever, you, you know, you, you have this insane ability and power but that can only come through when there's more of the Holy Spirit in Jesus in you than you. And it's not like you lose you. You just like become like, a, a, you know, a much better version of you. And that, if you're stubborn, which I am, that, you know, that might take a lot more time, a lot more pain to, to, get, to get it done. And, and while he's doing that, the devil, you know, he's trying to find all the cracks and all the ways that he can, you know, derail that train. Mm-hmm. So that means there are a lot of forces at play. And that's why it's very important, you know, to have a lot of other, um, you know, powerful, strong Christians who are on the same path, you know, in, in, in your network and in, in, in your, in, you know, surrounding you, um, to be, you know, able to help you through that. But ultimately, you know, <laughs> any advice or guidance you get, pass it through God. <laughs> let, yeah, let him get, yeah. let him get the final word. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where fellowship comes in. So, so much in terms of the church community. And like you say, having those, those people that you can rely on and, and talk to, or, or people who are just going to, going to sit there and listen or maybe they'll give you good advice that that god will speak through them and and 
fellowship is so important and the church community is, is so important. And, and that's why uh, it is important that we go to churches so we can have that because watching something on, on YouTube, like a YouTube church or whatever, is not the same thing. It's you don't get that, that same fellowship. And you obviously, let, you, it's a support system. Like really it, it yeah. is. But you, you also pray for the support system and, and God, God will, yeah. will send it. Just don't let the support system be there for you. Do not still rely on God. So it's always, it's, it's always tricky because, you know, you might find yourself relying more on the support system and because it's a Christian support system that you might think, oh, you know, I'm relying on God. Yeah. Well, now, now you're relying on the sports system and not God. So always, and I have to constantly do this myself, always go back and say, where, where is your, your, your strength, your hope, your guidance, you know, where is it all coming from? And always make sure that it's ultimately coming from God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's again, where prayer comes in Yeah. so much. Yeah. And it has to be constant, you know, every day be in, you know, make, you know, God is, God is there to be your best friend. Always, always be, I mean, I'm constantly talking with God constantly. Yeah. So if you could give uh, one piece of advice for someone who is really struggling with, with mental health issues or suicidal thoughts, what would that advice be? Tell someone about it. Like, you know, whether someone who's gone through it so reach out to Tony reach out to me or in or a confident let them know um just or if that's too hard if you haven't gone down on your knees and just talk to God about it then just but make not in your head loud like let yeah let release it like um and, and that's, that's the first step is to stop keeping it to yourself and stop denying that it's happening. Stop being, you know, embarrassed or, or saying that people, people are going to judge you for it. Um, you know, yeah, silence is the worst thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You wallow in yep. your own, in your own thing rather than letting it out. And yep, counseling is another good thing that I've, I've really found. Uh, I have a good Christian counselor and it, it's definitely helped me deal with a lot of my own traumas from, from my past and, and depression that, that is, that is huge. So telling someone is definitely a big, big step. It, it, it takes a lot to admit it sometimes because you're admitting your own weakness, but it's not a weak, it it's is. not a weakness. It's not like it's, it's, you know, it, yeah, it's not, that's the stigma. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so it, it's, it's something you're going through. Like it, it's something that, that it, it, and especially, you know, if it's a chemical imbalance, it's a, you know, it, if it's rooted in so many unconscious different things, you know, it's something that it's just, it's ha- you know, it's happening to you. So, um, 
you know, anything else that was harming you, that was happening to you, that was bringing you pain, you wouldn't, (laughs) you wouldn't tolerate it. So don't tolerate depression and, you know, suicidal thoughts. Do not tolerate them. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, for so many people, yeah, it's because of that stigma of the weakness, they think that they're just pathetic or, or whatever but it's not in the end I think actually it's made me stronger um, because as for you like it's made you rely on God more and, and for me that that's that's what I have found and I think it's made me more useful for God in terms of being that person who can listen and that person who who can share uh, their testimony like as you're doing with with other people to reach out to them and see that you know, I have empathy. I understand. And, yeah. and that's what we need to hear when, when we're going through a worst is someone just saying, I understand. Like, I get it. And not yeah, trying to belittle you. Exactly. I get it. And it's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, let's figure out, let's figure out how to get, you know, how to get, how to get you through it. Exactly. So do you have any final thoughts uh, that you want to share with anybody before we, uh, before we sign off? Well, if you, if you are listening (laughs) and you have not given your life to God, um, you know, and and you somehow ended up listening to this, you know, that means he's pursuing you and he's looking for you and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's ready for you to, you know, accept Jesus as your personal savior and start, know start your own relationship and and journey with the lord and i guarantee you it's not going to be easy but it's going to be the most beautiful magical you know wonderful thing that that you can do because he he will lead you to who he created you to be exactly yeah great great thought so so thanks for coming on and and being so open sharing uh with us it's it's been really refreshing to, to, to hear someone so open about it because yeah it it's it's a struggle I've gone through and so I'm always always interested in hearing other people's struggles that they've had with it and and I think that's very encouraging so thank you thanks for having me well I have just been uh, blessed with so many people who are requesting to be on the show and I'm impressed with how many people want to share their testimonies or what they're doing uh for the Lord right now. Uh, If I haven't got back to you, I promise I will get back to you. Uh, I look forward to to speaking with each of you and interviewing you. And uh, keep tuning into the show. There's lots of of new people that are coming on here. And if you're considering wanting to to come on the show, uh, just shoot me an email at tpeters745 at gmail.com. And uh, I will get back to you.